Visit RTI on the web at english.rti.org.tw. You're listening to Radio Taiwan International. I am Natalie So. Up this hour, we have just the classics where you will be listening to some of the music of Yo-Yo Ma at the movies. But first, join us for a live recorded version of Here in Taiwan. It is Tuesday, December 8th. And this is Here in Taiwan, coming to you from Radio Taiwan International. And in the studio today, we have Paula Chow. Hello. And I am Natalie So. And a special hello to you if you're watching live via Facebook. We would love to hear from you. So do uh, drop us a comment and we'll be checking those throughout the show. And uh, hello to those who are listening on Wednesday via our um, audio. But I'm going to tell you today about Taiwan's Word of the Year. Also, a lost anteater that was happily found here in Taiwan. And a cool new space in Taipei. Also, what do you do when you're in bad mood? You don't want to do what this guy did. Those stories and more coming right up. Well, I want to first of all start with another story, though, that made CNN. And this shows how strict Taiwan is about quarantine. And this story about a guy, a Filipino, who was in quarantine, in a quarantine hotel here in Taiwan, um, in Kaohsiung. He left his hotel room for about eight seconds. Okay, so you're not supposed to leave the quarantine room at all. Oh, Paula disappeared. And... Um, and he got uh, videotaped, you know, by the TV, CCTV, by the hotel staff. And he got fined 100,000 NT dollars, which is about 3,500 US dollars for leaving the quarantine room. What do you think about that, Paula? That seems really... Too strict? Right, too strict. <laughs> for eight seconds. Right. So eight he, seconds, I don't think so. He, he probably didn't contaminate anyone during that time. But, well, I think it just shows how serious we are about uh, quarantine, right? Oh, we are very serious. I think if you don't, you know, put on your face mask um, on public transport, you could be fined up to, uh, I think, 15000 Yeah, and yeah. dollars which yes. is about 500 US 500 dollars. 500 US, right. So we're getting more strict about masks um, starting this month. But this quarantine is also one of the reasons that Taiwan has been very successful in containing the pandemic. Because everyone who comes from abroad has to be in quarantine for 14 days before they can um, move freely in Taiwan. And there are some exceptions for business travelers who have to have at least three negative COVID tests. And also, if you are a contact of uh, someone who you know got sick from the coronavirus, you also have to stay in quarantine for 14 days. So there's a lot of contact tracing and there's um, home quarantine and, and quarantine in hotels. And so, um, and that means you really, you, you can't venture out when you're in quarantine, not even just for a few seconds. Yeah. So uh, I think that, you know, um, I think people around the world are kind of surprised that we were so serious about it. That's why it made the news, right? I think um, in the latest edition of The Economist has praised Taiwan's, um, you know, disease pre prevention efforts. So I think that, I mean, to be honest, when 
when um, Taiwan first started, you know, requiring people to wear masks and, you know, um, taking temperatures and all these things, I was thinking, there's only like one or two cases. This is way back in January or February. I'm thinking, do we have to take it so seriously? But um, I, I am glad that we do take it so seriously. Well, what, not just the government. The government is taking the, um, COVID-19 seriously. So are the people. I think because we are so concerned about the, um, the um, you know, what happened in 2003. I think it's 2000, yeah, SARS. That's true. Yeah. We had, I think, over 70 people died. And, um, you know, some hospitals were just, um, you know, doctors and nurses and patients dying. It was, it was really bad. Um, of course, it's not as bad as COVID-19, but... That scared us, and that really helped Taiwan to uh, get together a national um, epidemic prevention center to coordinate all national efforts, all the uh, messages, you know, that the public hears, and all the rules about masks and the d distribution of masks. A lot has been done to really um, mobilize the whole country to uh, be very serious about, you know, preventing COVID-19. We do actually have a few people saying hello. Let me say hello to Muhammad Jayed Islam Jashim. Hello. Hello. Who's writing from Bangladesh and Jen Dalari. Hi. And um, also we have, okay, these two have written in. And if you're tuning in right now, uh, do let us know. We would love to hear from you. So Jen Delari does say it may be strict, but Taiwan has a great record on COVID transmission because of it. That fine was probably a bit much for eight seconds, though. I would agree. A big <laughs> fine for eight seconds. And um, we actually haven't had any domestic transmissions in over 200 days. But we've had a lot of imported cases lately. So we're still getting a little bit nervous. Um, I think that's why the government is starting to require masks in, you know, eight different types of venues pretty much everywhere you go. Um, oh, but anyways, I do want to show you guys, we're so happy and excited um, about this little critter. An anteater was lost and found. We are so happy. So the Taipei Zoo, about three months ago, reported the loss. Paulette, have you seen this? It's so cute. Yes. Mm -hmm. So reported the loss of a mother anteater called Xiao Hong, Little Red. And... Um, you know, you know, people at the zoo were even in tears when, you know, the anteater um, wandered away because they felt like, you know, she won't be able to survive in the wild. She's well fed. She's well taken care of, you know, and they tried different ways to get her back. They set some traps with food um, and they posted no notices on social media. I mean, everyone in Taiwan knows about the anteater that got lost. And um, what happened was actually, um, well, she was lost for three months. So actually the zoo kind of gave up hope and people were thinking she'd probably, he she won't be able to survive. Won't be able to survive. Hmm. But two hikers um, got a glimpse of her and um, they saw a strange animal and took photographs of it and sent them to the zoo. And so the zoo sent 36 people. Wow. <laughs> A rescue team. Yeah, this rescue team, animal rescue specialists, and um, 
to get her back. They got her. She was sleeping, actually, when they found her. Um, she had some scratches and other minor wounds and also lost about a kilogram since she left. Um, she had, so, had some signs of dehydration, malnutrition, but otherwise she's fine. Oh, and that's good to hear. Yeah, that. they're giving her her favorite food. I'm really curious what that is. So they didn't say it, what it was. But um, she's back now, and we're very happy about that. So we wanted to share that bit of good news from Taiwan. Okay, Paula, tell us about the word of the year. Well, we've been talking about COVID nineteen since we, you know, started the show. So, guess you know what's the word of the year? It's called E in Chinese. Uh, the Chinese word E um, has different meanings. For example, uh, when we, we talk about email vaccine, ah. or when we talk about Fang um, E like disease prevention, or when we talk about Wen E. Or an epidemic, so it's everything about disease, um, epidemic, vaccines. So that's the word of the year for 2020. Well, that right. makes sense. The word of the year, also uh, internationally, I think it was by Webster Dictionary, was uh, pandemic. So yes. it's pretty almost the same thing. I mean, it's really affected everyone's lives, the whole world, in such an incredible way, and hopefully. In, Next year will be really different. I mean, I, I think it hasn't affected us as much because we we never locked down and we can still go about our lives normally. We, there were a couple months when we um, were working from home. I remember that, right? Oh, like, yes. Uh, we for can a few months. Yeah. Right. We can only come in three people at a time per team. Um, I, but th- I think that was the only time when we really uh, were really super careful. Right. Other than I that, mean, I guess we lead a you know, pretty normal life. Fairly normal life, except right. that, you know, we have a lot of masks at home and, and we take them everywhere we go. Um, and uh, I, you know, people get fined for leaving their quarantine rooms for eight seconds. <laughs> uh, yes, our former uh, vice president, uh, Chen Jian, he's also a renowned um, epidemiologist. He chose the word E. Well, he said that because, you know, a million people died because of COVID-19 and the economy is in, global economy is in recession. So he hopes that, you know, the, um, you know it's a challenge for this year. And the, the word was also chosen by, of course, by an official with Taiwan's um, Centers for Disease, Disease Control. And then he said that, you know, this is, of course, you know, the whole world is, um, you know, surrounded by the word E, like epidemic disease prevention and vaccines. Yeah, especially the officials, right? They're so busy, you know, fighting this disease and making all the plans. Well, a top fan of ours, uh, Shi Yu San says, ha ha, I thought of that at first glance. Yeah, I think most of us could guess it had something yes. to do with the pandemic. Jen Delari says she actually saw the anteater eat a matcha cake on Taiwan Insider. Okay, I didn't oh. realize that. Well, so he likes, ma- she likes matcha cake. That's really cool. else really cool to tell you guys about this is the old bottle cap factory in Nangong and it just reopened on Sunday Paula 
Oh, did you I know about that? I did know that. Yeah, so yeah. it's a really cool factory that is uh, was working between 1943 to 2004. They make bottle caps from ranging from corks to aluminum caps, and they're going to make it into an art venue. Basically, it's going to be a space for makers, a, a place for people who can rent studios, um, for startups. They're going to have classes, all kinds of art classes there, um, such as uh, and, and a lot of great material that the um, equipment that the government is going to put there to encourage the flourishing of arts and culture in Taiwan. And so they're going to have like 3D printers and hands-on classes. There's also going to be a craftsman's market, music performances, exhibitions uh, focused on environmental protection and the circular economy. So it's part of the city's plan to revitalize the east side of Taipei. And the mayor says that Nangong, that district that is a little bit past the most um, newest urban district, Xingyi district, um, is going to be the up-and-coming district for the next five years. So the government is, you know, um, revitalizing these old places. I'm really looking forward to that. Well, that's good because Nangong has never been... Uh a popular place or a culture center. Right, but yeah. I do notice they have a lot of uh, great stores. They have a really big exhibition center there, a lot of restaurants, um, and, you know, a lot of transportation, major, you know, high-speed rail and all the, all these different transportation, um, uh, you know, goes over there. So it's cool. Bottle Cat Factory. It kind of mm. has a little bit of history to it. But um, that's something new out here in Taipei. <laughs> So, Paula, you have a story about a guy who was very upset and he did something that he probably regrets. Right. Um, he lives in the southern city of uh, Kaohsiung. One day he's, um, he was in pretty bad mood, so he parked um, um, his car somewhere. And then within in two hours, he smoked 22 cigarettes. Yes, 22 wow. cigarettes in two hours. And he, and he did something really bad because he threw away all of the 22 cigarette butts on the no, floor on the, floor, on the street on the uh. streets and there is one person uh, let's call that person an informer anyway that person reported that to the police so this guy um, who's in pretty bad movie he was actually fined 880 880 um, US dollars 880 US dollars for uh, wow. throwing away 22 cigarette butts on the floor and the informer and the person who reported him to the police um, can get a cash award and which is about 130 US dollars yes actually some people who do make a living by you know informing the police about you know the things that um, people do that that's interesting so you can you can make money off of you, yes, you're telling can, people that they're going right. against the law, telling but, the police. Yes, but some people are actually very sympathetic towards this guy because, you know, within two hours, they, he smoked 22 cigarettes. Does that mean that he, um, he has some serious problem? Yeah, maybe you know? he was, right. well, obviously he was upset about something. And right. now I'm sure he's more upset. He's so, very upset. But I just said, even though you are, you know, in pretty bad mood, you know, you should... You shouldn't do that. You should put all the cigarette butts in the in the trash or in the plastic bottle, whatever. Well, why don't we talk about what we should do when we're in a bad mood? That's uh, a little bit more constructive. Does anyone have any ideas? What do you do when you're in a bad mood? Um, that, what do you think you should do when you're in a bad mood? That's that would be go good. for a walk. 
Going for a walk is a good idea. I like going for a swim. That really changes my mood because there's something about going underwater. Like it, it refreshes your whole body and your mind. You you do feel better. Mm. You just kind of feel like you're in a new world when you're underwater, and then you come out again and take a shower, and you know it's kind of like something has changed. So, um, anyways, oh, we have a few people. Uh, Rashi Naz is saying hello from Pakistan. Jen Delari says, note to self, if I visit Taiwan, keep it legal because Taiwan has some serious fines. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, no cigarette butts, uh, no leaving quarantine. Um, Rashid says, I like the show, I am with you. So Paula, you like to take a walk if you need a change of mood? Yes. Is that right? Yeah, either, you know, take a walk or read a book or sometimes I, you know, cook I mean, that's cooking. That's one way of, you know, alleviate your pressure. That's a very healthy way. I mean, that's a very, you know, after that, you get a big reward, right? Get some good food. What do you like to cook? Um, Mostly Chinese dishes. Do you have a a favorite dish? My favorite dish? dish, um, I I don't have a signature dish. I just do things really simple, easy and quick. I I think, you know, making um, baking is actually very Oh, baking. Yes, of course. Right. Like last week, I don't know why, I think I was just really tired and in a bad mood. And my son wanted to bake cookies. Mm. And somehow that whole process just made me so happy. I totally forgot about what I was unhappy about. <laughs> I mean, he was like, he was very helpful. And we were just having fun. And all of a sudden, all my troubles washed away, you know, <laughs> baked away with the with the cookies. So I think cooking is a great way. Listening to oh, music, yes. too, I think. Listen to the music, yes. Right, listening to music, um, getting out um, in nature. And doing something, you know, sporty, doing some exercise, going underwater, you know, and then getting some right. food. Yeah, going out to a restaurant, getting some food. I think that's really nice, too. Having someone cook for you and enjoying some good food. Right. That's kind of a nice way. Or to, sometimes you just, you know, if you want to be, uh, just want to be yourself, then, you know, close the door. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Take some time alone just to right. release the whatever bad energy that you're feeling right at that moment and... Yeah, so those are some things that we do. Oh, someone has a question here. Oh, let me read Ivan Dye. says, listening to music is what I'll do when I'm in a bad mood. That, we think that's a great idea. Mm-hmm. And you can do it anywhere, anytime, right? These right. days. With your cell phone. And uh, yeah, Jindalari says the same thing. Rashid Nas says, what are the preparations for Christmas and New Year in Taiwan? Well, that is a great question. I- Personally, I don't really celebrate Christmas. It has nothing to do, I'm not against Christmas, but because I wasn't born in a Christian family, so that's not my family's tradition. Oh, really? So, well, it's different, though. In Taiwan, I think um, in mid-November, that's when the Christmas decorations go up, even before Thanksgiving, because there's no Thanksgiving here. So... All the, you know, um, shopping districts, like, because I live right across the street from a major shopping district, right near Taipei 101. The beautiful Christmas trees, there are lights everywhere and music. So it's very, uh, you have this Christmassy feeling. It's it's very commercial, but oh. it's, it's very pretty. All the lights are different every year. So, um, and I know, you know, a lot of um, colleagues or classmates, they'll get together and do a gift exchange. So it's not really like in the U.S. where you might want to buy a gift for every single person in your family um, and all your good friends, you know, everyone who means something to you, you probably give them a gift. But here it's usually like organized, like maybe the English, you know, 
group will say, okay, let's everyone buy one gift and we'll exchange. We'll pick yes, one gift. It'll right. be like you buy one gift for this group and they'll set, um, you know, a, a value, like maybe 10 US dollars, 20 US dollars, something like that. And then you buy one, wrap it up, and then people will exchange. Or you might pick someone's name, like a secret Santa. So these are the ways that Christmas is celebrated in Taiwan. It's, it's very common to do this. Yeah, we've seen lots of, you know, Christmas We've decorations. We've done that, though, have we? Well, I think the last time we did I think that, we did that it once, a, right? Yes, we, we did once. Did it, yes. did it work out okay? I don't know why we didn't do it again. Maybe because <laughs> you're not into it. <laughs> so um, I think it's kind of fun. And um, I, I do celebrate. I have a Christmas tree at home. And, and this year, because I have two kids and they're a little bit bigger now. So I'm saying you guys have to buy gifts, too. So they used to be on the receiving end every year. I'm oh, saying, okay, you have to buy a gift for your brother. You have to buy one for mom and dad. I'm kind of training them. To, to know how to do Christmas, right? Because they're going to probably move to the U.S. one day. And yeah, they should be accustomed. That would be really fun, I think. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's a lot of fun. So, so I've, already, I've already bought a gift for each person in my family. And I'll probably buy some more. So once, you know, the tree is up, then you start thinking, oh, we need to get gifts under the tree, right? So mm. anyways, I, I think it's a lot of fun. Now, New Year's is a whole different thing. New Year's, uh, New Year's Eve is the Taipei 101 fireworks. That's the biggest thing that goes on. It's really beautiful. And there are um, concerts right in that area. And there are all kinds of parties and concerts um, going throughout Taiwan. We also have Chinese New Year. That's a that comes like a month after that. And uh, Lantern Festival. So there's a lot going on in the next two or three months. A lot of festivities. Very exciting to be here in Taiwan, it's a actually. festival season. That's right. Oh, so... Um, Yushen Su says, Actually, I have a fi- find it hard to find a trash can on Taipei streets. Really? Have, have to keep trash moving around the city. They're, they're not that many. There are some. And um, I think every bus stop, there is a trash can. Oh, really? I, I think so. I At least in that. my neighborhood. Oh. Yeah. Well, you live in a nice neighborhood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not really. So, um, yep, that's what's going on. A lot of people are getting ready for Christmas this time of year. Okay, one last story before we say goodbye. Well, it's a story about a um, engineer. Um, she, he is in his, um, um, uh, he's thirty. He's thirty years old, and he used to have a gr- girlfriend, um, and she's a civil servant, and he's an engineer. But one day, the girlfriend decided to dump him. The reason why is because um, this guy is always late when they, you know. When they get together, he's always late. So one day, ah. the, wo- um, the girl, uh, the woman, told um, the guy, "You know, wh- um, why don't we meet at you know a coffee shop?" And this guy, he couldn't find the place. So the woman told him that, "Well, this is the address, and why don't you use Google Map to find the um, the coffee shop?" Surprisingly, the guy who is an engineer said, "Well, I don't know how to use Google Map." And it's hard to believe. It's, it's hard to really believe. hard to believe. Right? I know how to use Google Map, but I don't use that. You know. I often. think everyone, it's so intuitive. But anyway, this, um, the woman said, well, I cannot stand, I mean, with um, someone like you, you're you a nerd, a geek, um, a, a, a homebody, you know, I, I couldn't stand it. So she dumped him. I'm not sure whether um, Google Map is the reason for Maybe their, it was the straw that broke the camel's back. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think being late is actually very annoying. Um, if someone is always late for a date... I mean, that kind of makes you feel like they don't care that much, right? Right, they don't they, take you seriously. They don't take you seriously. They don't respect you that much. So I think it's probably more than about Google Maps. 
Ah, so Rashid wants a Christmas gift from us. <laughs> so, but um, yeah. So, uh, what do you guys think of that? I think that I guess why did this make the news? Um, because you know people think it's funny. I think because like, it's you know, funny, especially it's since funny. he's an engineer. Yes. So um, anyway, uh, that's that's uh, you know, we have some weird things that make the news all the time, though. Just all kinds of little yes, like but, and stories. we also enjoy um, you know, telling those stories. Yeah, that's uh, true. Here in Taiwan. That's true. So those are some of the things that are going on here in Taiwan, and uh, we are getting ready for Christmas. So we do want want to wish you happy holidays. If you're celebrating any holiday this time of year, we hope that um, you're having a good time, getting ready, and uh, enjoying the holiday season. Thank you for tuning us and being with tuning into us and being with us today on uh, here in Taiwan. For here in Taiwan, I'm Natalie So, and I'm Paula Chow. Bye. We'll see you next time. Bye. this song this is from the untouchables it was composed by Ennio Morricone and played by Yo-Yo Ma we'll be hearing some of the great works of these two masters from the movies in today's Just the Classics I'm Natalie So.
that was the main theme of Moses. Now, Ma comes from a musical family. His mother was a singer and his father was a violinist and professor of music. When he was just a babe, Ma played the violin, piano, and later viola. But he settled on the cello at age four and has been playing it ever since. Here's him playing the main theme of the movie, A Pure Formality.
that was the main theme from Malena. And here is Yo-Yo Ma playing music from The Legend of 1900, Playing Love. Thank you. 
Yo-Yo Ma has been performing for film throughout the ages. Now let's end with this song from The Mission. It's called The Falls. Thanks for tuning in to Just the Classics. Thank you for listening to Radio Taiwan International, broadcasting from Taipei, Taiwan. Check out our website at english.rti.org.tw. Again, that's english.rti.org.tw. Our 60-minute English program can be heard every day at the following times and frequencies. In southern China and South Asia from 1600 to 1700 UTC on 6185 kHz. In South Asia from 0300 to 0400 UTC on 15320 kHz. Thank you once again for listening to Radio Taiwan International. We'd love to hear from you. Please send your comments to P.O. Box 123-199 Taipei, Taiwan. You can also email us at rti at rti.org.tw.